Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. Well, hello, Miss Sharon Pierce. How are you today? I'm good because I'm in the studio with you, Jeremy. That's right. We're back together in the studio. It is so nice to be in here and, and actually get the, the full effect. And it's not over Zoom. I know. You know? I know. Nice. And you know, one of our reviews did say they enjoyed the podcast, but sometimes the audio was metal-like. But hmm. they understood because, you know, we're doing... Stuff remotely. Interesting. Yeah. Such is the new world that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I think we got another great topic and uh, something for our listeners to kind of sink their teeth into today. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. We've been trying to, to get this one done, and I had to reach out to John Lawrence to get our guest's phone number. So, what did you think whenever I texted you? Did, did you? No, you didn't know who I was. You're like, I had no idea who you were. Yeah, who, who, is, who is this woman, and why? Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, John why is, is she texting me? I liked your response. I liked your response. <laughs> I my number on the bathroom wall. I did. I did say that. Oh, he goes, gosh. "Who is this, and why are you texting me, and where'd you get my number?" And he was perfect. I said, "I found it on a bathroom wall." <laughs> oh gosh, and he still is on the podcast yeah, that's great I know. he he was he was so that's cute that's awesome so cute. <laughs> well, uh, you know, John is such a good guy. He does such a great job with his podcast. So we're, we're lucky to have you on today. And we're going to be talking about the Master Anesthesia app, which is your baby. And, um, you know, first, uh, this is Matthew Willis. I didn't even say your name. And um, we're going to let him tell a little bit about himself. And then we'll kind of get started talking about the app. So, Matthew, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a CRNA right. and kind of where you are and what's going on in your life. 
You bet. Thanks for having me on your show today. Um, I am first and foremost a, a proud husband and father in, in that order. Uh, I, I've been now married uh, for about eight years and I have four children. Those five are the biggest in my life. And I spend uh, a lot of time, a lot of time working on these things um, in their absence. So, you know, my thanks goes out to them for, for allowing me to do that. Um, I grew up in Southeast Idaho. I graduated from high school in, in 1999 and spent uh, pretty much the best two years of my life at that point uh, on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, between, uh, between about 2002 and 2011, I attended what they called the uh, School of Hard Knocks. Got me a, a double PhD in that one and uh, <laughs> decided that wasn't the life for me. So I um, I decided to uh, to go back to school and went and got my uh, my bachelor's in nursing in 2014. I worked in an ICU right out of right out of school for roughly a year and a half and landed in CRNA school in 2016. It was the goal from the beginning. Uh, anesthesia was so I made pretty short work of it. Uh, that short work uh, proved uh, to make CRNA school actually really really difficult. Uh, but I graduated with my doctorate in 2019 and. And since then, I've worked as a CRNA here in in Iowa, developing this uh, this application and and working. Yeah, great. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the the premise behind the application and kind of what it does for our listeners who hadn't heard of it? Yeah, sure. So the primary premise is uh, is just finding answers in the clinical setting. You know, doing that is sometimes really difficult. Uh, most of the written resources out there are, are really, really verbose. Uh, we need uh, what we need very quickly in that setting. And all too often, you know, we don't, we don't find the answers quickly enough. And so we, we naturally kind of seek those answers sometimes from fellow anesthesia providers, uh, but sometimes they're not available. They're, do, they're doing their own, they're, uh, they're in their own cases. And so the master anesthesia application was really designed from the ground up to get those answers, uh, you know, between about three and five minutes of looking for them. That's really helpful. But I, I agree. Whenever you need the answers, you need them quickly. Um, That's right. So what led up to you thinking, hey, I need to develop an app? And when did this process start for you? Sure. So um, I was in anesthesia school and um, I found that, that um, as I went to my to my clinical settings, everybody seemed to have a different answer uh, on a particular subject. I would go in feeling completely uh, prepared, and by midday, I'd be completely derailed <laughs> from what I thought was the right answer. And sometimes, sometimes the provider was absolutely right, and sometimes they were running off old research um, or methods that had that had since been updated. And then at other times, they were just running completely on personal experience and pretty much turn their turn their shoulder to what the what the textbook was saying, which is, you know, totally fine. And in fact, that clinical experience is really valuable, right? I mean, it's one of the the three legs of the uh, the evidence based practice, the clinical expertise uh, portion of that. So um, that was a big, big part of the reason that I created an app uh, with the option uh, to contribute. So uh, we'll get into this maybe a little bit later. But in, inside of the master anesthesia application, you can contribute uh, your own expertise in any particular post that's that's there. So in any case, I, I felt that it would be great to have a resource that compiled the answers, both answers found in the textbook and answers that were found by experience all in one place, and with the option to be challenged, uh, those answers. 
uh, that seemed like a pretty solid way to not only uh, have an app with answers, but also an app that stayed current with the best best practices. So d whenever you started putting it together, you actually use uh, evidence-based literature to yes. start putting it together. How many people challenge what you've got in the app? That's interesting. It doesn't happen too often. I mean, most, most of the stuff that I have... Um, especially on the condition side, we'll talk about the different tabs in, in the app, what's in the app. Um, but uh, there's a there's a tab called conditions, and that's uh, that's pretty much straight out of the textbook. There's quite a few conditions in there that kind of tell you how how to approach a specific disease or disease process. And um, that's all of those are are pulled out of, you know, out of textbooks. So it's very rare to get a challenge in that. You know, the challenges that I get are most often in uh, in the surgeries. So there's Folks out there that would say, "Well, this is the best, this is the best approach to take for this surgery," and then there's other folks that'll say, "Well, this one's the best," or you know, this one should probably have a little bit higher blood loss risk, um, you know, associated with it because I've had patients, you know, really bleed in this in this particular surgery. Things like that come up fairly often, so I go in and and we challenge back and forth for a little while until we come to a come to a head of what's uh, what's appropriate to put in the app. So did you start this while you were in school and use it as part of your project, let's say, or did you? Yeah. So it's kind of funny how this all worked. So I really enjoy the process of developing uh, applications. At that time I, I was developing, in fact, in my undergraduate, I developed a, a uh, an application that, that found textbooks for students at the at the lowest price across the internet um, and with the option to kind of exchange those, but that, we're not talking about that today. Anyway, I just really enjoyed uh, the process of creating apps. So I started, um, you know, just for my own giggles, I guess, started kind of compiling these, these answers into a web app. And when I'd gotten through probably two thirds of my, my doctorate project, uh, which at the time was the doctorate project was um, using uh, normal saline as actually a, a light local anesthetic. That was my original doctor doctorate project. I uh, I approached my professor at the time, and and she had gotten word that I was kind of developing this thing, and she said, "No, you need to make that your project." And I was actually I was actually really excited about that at first because I had I had already developed the the application right. I figured my doctorate project was all but done, <laughs> so um, you did, little so did I, you know this was going to be a lifelong project. <laughs> exactly. Well, a lifelong project. Not only that, but but I had to start over from square one. Mm -hmm. I had so I basically completed uh, two doctorate projects in school by the time I was I was said and done, and I I was really excited at the beginning because I thought I was. You know, if I could just switch it over and make that my doctor project, well, I'm done, right? No, mm -hmm. didn't, didn't turn out that way, so. <laughs> it's not the way so, it works, is it? No, no. So, so anyway, uh, it was a good a good thing. I got in and did a lot of research on um, um, the answers uh, that people find in the clinical setting and the answers that they don't find in the clinical setting, and all of that um, really gave a good groundwork for uh, for developing this app. And you actually wrote the code for the app, which is correct. And where did you learn how to do this? Yeah, so I'm really geeky that way. I <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoy uh, code. I started I started picking it up back in I want to say 2008 2009, 
And since that time, I've, uh, you know, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of YouTube or really very many resources at all, except books to really pick up um, web development. So I started picking up books as, as a hobby and just learning how to do it. And then that branched into other languages. And, and then when I found out, you know, this, this master anesthesia started as a web application. It's still out there. It's masteranesthesia.com. And uh, one of the big complaints that I had when I was doing my research was that they don't have internet in the, in the OR, you know, some, some of these places, they don't have internet in the mm-hmm. OR. And so I figured that a, a, a mobile application would be far more useful in that setting. So I began the process of learning how to, to code for mobile, mobile applications. So, and that's, that's been the story since is I've just developed this thing one step at a time. Which, I mean, it's interesting to me because the, the other part of this is that you're not charging for this. I mean, right. you know, this is a free app. You're doing this as a labor of love to give back. Um, and now is it foam is free open access. What's the M free open access medical education. Medical so sometimes education. they'll call it medication or medication. <laughs> medication. Okay. All right. I think John, uh, yes. John Lawrence, when we had him on, he talked about this. Mm-hmm. So, yes. um, and that's where I remember the acronym, but, but, but talk a little bit more about foam and, and why, why do all this work and give it away? Yeah, sure. So, so I'll start kind of on the principles of foam. Um, it's something of a movement to, to utilize our latest technologies uh, to provide a free and open access uh, medical education. Uh, this is, it's all designed to create a quote unquote better world. Um, in essence, the more available that the information is, the better we're able to make decisions we need to in, in the short timeframes that we have to make them. So it's kind of a movement to, to keep this information out there and free uh, so that we can, we can access that when we need to where um, sometimes I guess the financial constraints or the financial um, hesitation to buy an app might down the road lead to somebody making a mistake or not having the answers that they need to right away. So uh, Twitter was actually one of the very first technologies to be utilized for that, for that, um, for foam. And I found it really interesting when I, when I researched this, uh, the reason for that, can you guys guess what, what that might be? Hmm. One of the primary reasons I developed the app. Uh, I'm not sure. I know I shouldn't be asking the questions. That's yeah, I mean, okay. I, you kind of threw us for a loop there. You know, I don't know misinformation. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> okay, I mean, no, you're talking about fine. Twitter. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation there. So yeah, 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 for sure. And in fact, that was one of the things that was said in that in that research. But um, one of the primary reasons was because that platform requires the answer to be less than 140 characters. Uh, so that means no more $200 words and lengthy go. explanations. Um, it forces them to get to the point. Uh, which has gotcha. been the goal of master anesthesia from the beginning. Um, even before I knew anything about foam, I was loathing the um, the twenty page responses to the uh, to the questions that I was trying to to uh, to ask. So I dare say that mine is one of the first, if not the first, um, application in anesthesia that's that's uh, gone on the principles of foam. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. 
He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Talk to us about the app. Tell us, kind of walk us through it. You know, what is it like? And and I know you mentioned tabs a few minutes ago. Oh, sure. Yeah. Kind sure. Of tell us did, a little bit did about you want it. Me to, did you want me to expound a little bit on, um, you know, why I'm why I'm doing doing it for free? <laughs> yeah. Tell us why. I mean, you know, I thought uh, it was money, just for the, the greater money, good. <laughs> the money guy's not real <laughs> sure about this, but. Uh, yeah. Right. So, um, so that's one of the, that's actually considered one of the weaknesses of foam is that, um, you know, that people are kind of doing this, doing this for free. And so it kind of limits, kind of limits the amount of information that they can give out of the bottom of their heart, you know, because it's, it's not only, it's not only giving information, it's the process of disseminating that information. Um, in my case, coding a a full-blown app to, uh, to make it available. So, and I personally, like I said, I have three kids that are under five and, uh, they're being taken care of by their angel mother while I'm I'm clicking away <laughs> in the office, you know. So it's a uh, it's a difficult it's a difficult principle to get on board with. Um, however, there there are opportunities associated with with this foam principle. I'm in the process right now of of creating an optional uh, paid service uh, for those of of the profession of anesthesia, uh, which will fund the the master anesthesia project and it'll help it grow for a, a lot more than than uh, what I'm capable of doing by myself. So, so this is kind of opening a, an audience or a, an opportunity that way to not only provide another service to the, to the audience, but also to fund, to fund it so that we can get more posts in there, uh, more participation, more, uh, more awareness of, of the master anesthesia application. And really the neat thing about Foam is that it also provides the opportunities to speak with people like yourself, uh, to get on and, and kind of share uh, what we've been doing and and really there's no better feeling than being able to create content that you know is actively helping thousands of people every day and really both both practitioners in the first hand and and patients on the second hand i guess probably patients on the first hand really when when it comes right down to it but yeah but it's it's a it's a rewarding thing to do for sure. Well, you know, and we we know that to a certain extent because we don't get paid to do this, do we? Here, and I mean, we're here on a Saturday. We'll be here all day long, and you know, we put a lot of of time and effort into this show, and um, we're really doing it for the greater good. Um, so I do Absolutely. I do understand that. I do have one question for you, Matthew. So could I take your app and now go give anesthesia? <laughs> Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, it's a good app. I don't know if you've gotten into the app, but it has you. It has you. Uh, basically, a, there's a disclaimer to it that really the app, the app does not replace uh, solid education. Okay. You know, you're not going to be able to just grab this thing and go do anesthesia. Okay. So okay. we'll tell you the best approach, but it's not going to tell you how to how to intubate and um, <laughs> give you all the practice you need to do it. You just jam that tube in there, yeah, right? I mean, this is go. good. That's I got right. it, you know? Um, so you talked about being in your office, banging out code. How long does, I have no concept or how long it takes. Can you kind of put it in an understandable context, context for us? 
dummies in code development? Well, sure. So I don't know how to say what the average is, but when I'm doing when I'm doing a post on, let's say, myasthenia gravis or one of these these other conditions, um, it takes the time first of all to sit down and and write out the points that I would like to know me specifically in the clinical setting. So if I was there in the clinical setting and I needed to know right now what I've what I've got to know right now, it's a filtering process of of that information. So I I try to take and and filter that down to to what's pertinent in the clinical, you know, environment. That takes at minimum, I would say a couple hours. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I mean, at minimum, there's sometimes I'm reading several studies. I try to read several studies. uh, So I'm not missing things. Then you've got the code part of it. Now, I don't even, I don't even know how to tell you how long that's taken because that has been, well, that by experience alone, just, just getting to the point where I'm at now, where I can where I can code those things. I mean, it's thousands and thousands of hours figuring out how to uh, how to do this. In terms of actually developing or, or putting that information into the app, it's a fairly streamlined process now. What I do is I enter it in on the uh, Master Anesthesia um, web application, and then I access my own API to pull that into the into the application. So it's it's fairly quick now. It's fairly quick in terms of making a post uh, but again, finding the time to do that between developing different parts of the software, like for example, we're adding more parts that we'll we'll talk about here shortly. We're adding more parts to the to the calculator. Uh, those all, I mean, I just spent I just spent three days um, of work adding one one piece of that in. So I mean, let's say definitely eight hour days. So I would say about oh what twenty four hours roughly of, of work, just, um, just adding that piece of software. And then that's in addition to trying to add some of these other things like, like case tips and, uh, and the condition posts. So it's, it's a lot. So how many hours or days, or do you have any idea cumulatively how much time this is taking you? I mean, give or take. No, I wish, I wish I did, honestly. So when I was working full time, um, I was, I would usually get up in the morning at about four o'clock and I would code until, I would code until about five thirty and six. And then I'd run and, and do my cases. Uh, sometimes we were off early. Um, if, if I was off earlier than three o'clock or earlier than five o'clock, really, I would come home and I would code until five o'clock and then have dinner with the family, go through the routine of washing dishes and helping, helping out at home and then go to bed and start over the next day. So every, every ounce of spare time was spent um, doing this. Wow. Really. Wow. And you must have a very supportive wife with four kids. Oh man. Super supportive. Yeah. Yeah, She's, she's been wonderful. Yeah. I I couldn't have really, I couldn't have done that with, without her. And I've been doing that since, um, since really 2018. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of hours. That could have been, you know, I was thinking that could have been a great COVID project or something, but you've been doing it even pre COVID. So, well, you know, um, (laughs) One of the one of the pitches that I, I threw at Apple when I launched this thing exactly a year ago, it was it was COVID. Um, it was very COVID sensitive time, and one of the things I threw at Apple was was that I was giving medical free medical education to COVID um, uh, uh, frontline providers, yeah. and uh, and that got it through put pushed through a lot quicker. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah. I have the app. So why don't you talk about the, all the different tabs and the capabilities of the app? 
Sure, you bet. So there's there's five primary tabs um, along the bottom of the application. Once once you get in there, there's uh, the first the first one is surgeries. Once you get in there, the first tab is technically the uh, the home screen. But the first primary tab, you know, that you can get into for information is is the surgeries. Now each of those surgeries is um, in this category is um, it has the most common anesthetic approach. Got your positioning, your blood loss potential, et cetera, et cetera. Along with these, you can also get case tips from both uh, the text, textbooks, which I pulled some of that out of, and and also the professionals. So at the bottom of at the bottom of each of those posts, you'll see um, a contributor, um, if there was one, that's said something or that's brought something to my attention, and um, and their their score and and whatnot. And if they've if they've allowed it, uh, their name and and what what profession of anesthesia that they're in. So, um, so that's, that's the first one surgery. So you, you get pretty much the most valuable part of that is your case tips. And I understand you, you were using that, correct, Sharon? Oh, yes. Yes. Cause I went back to work in a hospital after many, many years. So I was using that. I just can't believe that you got this off of the bathroom wall and you can actually utilize it. I mean, that's pretty cool, you know? I mean, was it written at the hospital, you know, for a better anesthetic call? Or You, you underestimate the power of guerrilla marketing, you know? Uh, that, that's it. That's it. Uh, it was so funny whenever I did text him that, uh, and I said off the bathroom wall, he goes, yikes. They must have given you the wrong one. Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> oh gosh. I liked him immediately. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> he came back. But tell my favorite part is the calculator. Yes. Talk about that because that is an amazing thing. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I appreciate it. That's that's actually uh, one of the most popular, if not the most popular, uh, part of the app. I should probably move the tab over. It's it's the very last one. So, but it's it's certainly not the least. It's like I say, I think it's the most popular. Inside of that particular tab, it's kind of hard to describe on on audio. But essentially, what what you get is you'll you'll drag a couple of the a couple of the sliders across and you'll immediately get drug dosing fluids uh, blood calculations local anesthetic toxicity everything that can be uh, calculated is just calculated uh, super quick and that that was one of wow. that was one of the things that I found out as a, as a student is most of these most of these equations come down to um, height and weight you right. know right. and and in the case of peds um, age and weight so in any case you can you can slide that across, and you immediately, you immediately on the on the adult side, um, you get ideal body weight, lean body weight, adjusted body weight, BMI, habitus, and tidal volumes. Um, then you can click into any one of those things that I mentioned in terms of um, drug dosing, fluids, blood calculations, and it'll spit out all of your all of your numbers that you need. On the side of on the side of the pediatrics, uh, you slide those sliders, and you get age and weight. Those are the two sliders that you have. And then you'll get all the typical vitals for that age age group, and you'll get all of the equipment that you need to manage the airway, which which includes you know your um, whatever blade you're using, your your tube size, your airway size, your LMA size, any of those things that you need to know on the fly. We used to have to make little index cards on every single pediatric patient with all of that stuff calculated, yep. written down. Um, and now you just 
move that little slider and, and there it changes real every, time. Yep. Yeah, it is. Uh, how hard was that to code? That sounds. Oh, awful. it was a beast. That it was an absolute awful. beast. Uh, <laughs> but it's amazing. It's a it's an amazing piece. I love the the drug piece that's in here too. Now I I haven't looked deep enough in that. Is there something in there to calculate the local anesthetic requirements too? Is that on the calculator also? It is. Wow. Yeah. So if you if you drag that across, there will be a oh, there will be a it. button pop up that says local. Mm-hmm. And what's really neat about that is you choose you choose the local anesthetics that you're dealing with. And as you as you drag, it'll it'll create a draggable um, another draggable item there where you can just drag your your numbers across. And what'll happen is is it'll tell you how toxic under normal circumstances. Again, there's there's disclaimers there, but under normal circumstances, about how toxic they are. And what's really neat is if if you're wanting to know how much of the other drugs that you can get or you can give, it counts it down um, on the other side for you. So it'll tell you very quickly what you could give of those other drugs before they're 100% toxic. Wow. I really think I might could do this, Sharon. You know, maybe maybe I'm going to go practice giving an anesthetic today. You want to be my first? <laughs> you might be able to. You might be able to, but it'll be ugly. I, I, will, not, uh, I will not be your first. <laughs> so what's the future for this app? Oh man, there, there's so, so many things I'd like to do, uh, for the app. I mean, well, so let me, let me tell you really quick. I'd like to, I'd like to give a quick shout out to, uh, Rob Desenius. Um, I hope I'm saying his name, name, right. He actually just submitted a, um, all of the calculations and whatnot that I needed for, uh, for an insulin calculator. And that's about to be the next, the next big piece in this, um, in this calculator. So uh, once you click on that, it will tell you starting infusion number, what you need to start the infusion at based on their uh, blood glucose levels. And then a, even a maintenance, uh, a maintenance. So if, if you had a previous blood glucose of X and you have a, a current blood glucose of Y, it'll calculate how much you need to adjust that, that, that rate. It'll do it all for you. It also has a, a post-operative um, feature to it for your for your subcutaneous so if you're if you bring the patient back to the to the post-op and they've got a high blood sugar you can plug in a couple of variables that apply to that particular patient and it'll spit out how much how much um, sub-q insulin you should give them to uh, to bring them down to, to normal levels of course um, given given typical you know bell curve situations we can't uh I can't be saying it's it's a, a perfect art, but it's based on all of the uh, all the research and the calculations that are out there. So that's a that's a shout out to Rob for for doing uh, doing a phenomenal job that way. And um, like I say, that that's the one that took me the last uh, two three days of work to uh, to code into the app, and that'll be there here soon. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855 855- 304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. 
So you, how much do you think that it cost you out? And there's nothing that can give you back your time, but I'm sure there's been a monetary outlay for you to to do this. I'm sure they just, it's not free. Nothing's free. <laughs> right. So, but on that note, my, uh, one of the things that I've always kind of loathed, at least when I was in school, was that I was, you know, for every textbook and every app and, and everything that I got into, it was so expensive. And, and I always kind of, I always kind of felt that, man, if I knew somebody out there that was trying to get ahead and was working hard, you know, they should have it. They should have some of those, some of those steps up. So I've worked really hard to try to keep this thing free and it has been free. The idea down the road, like I say, is to create um, another service that would be optionally monetized. You know, it'd be something that they could um, they could buy or not buy. It's it's never ever going to be. My plan is to never charge for this app. Uh, the nice the nice thing about having a service that I I think that this is going to be a slam dunk for a lot of folks uh, that need it. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag too soon, but, but the nice thing about having that service is it will, it will actually feed that beast. It'll, I'll be able to grow those different categories, like the, um, like the conditions and the, um, the case tips and all those things and actually pay some of the anesthesia community to do that. But you're right in terms of trying to gain that time or money back. Hopefully that'll come back in maybe one of these services that, that I offer. Which will be which will be there soon. Very cool. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And and the and the wife will be like, yes, he's finally making some money on this thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're gonna put right. those kids through Maybe. school. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, how can our audience or other CRNAs? How can they get involved on this with you? So, so there's a couple ways. Uh, honestly, the the biggest way right now is to stay tuned to your email. Um, if if you're registered on the application, um, I'll be sending I'll be sending an email here soon to kick off uh, some pretty pretty big things on the rise. Make sure that Matthew at masteranesthesia.com is in your email contact list. Otherwise, you know your spam filters might might um, see that coming and and throw it in your spam. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> I don't know why it happens that way, but sometimes it does. So um, again, this uh, this thing that we're looking to do, this thing or two we're looking to do is is aimed at, at growing the master anesthesia app a, a lot bigger than I could alone. Uh, that whole adage of you got to do it yourself to do it right. It's uh, it's not the case. I would really like to grow the app um, the way that I, I would like to see it. The other way to to get involved is just just uh, make suggestions, you know, lend your expertise and you can do that. You can do that in the app. There's a bubble at the top of just about every page that allows you to send me an email and that goes directly to me. Uh, I will respond to every single one of them and uh, it really helps me kind of put my thumb on on what the anesthesia community needs and wants. And that becomes, you know, as as those things come to the rise, those are the things I, I end up building into the app. So this uh, this really helps build the content for the for the community. If they would like to get in contact with me, um, you can you can always email me at, at Matthew at ManisterAnesthesia.com. That's that's a good way to do it. But like I say, through the app might be easier for you. I don't know. But uh, but that's a way that you can get a hold of me in any time. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Matthew, anything else you want to add as we kind of conclude and wrap this thing up? No, I, I think I think it's great what you guys have, have put together here. Um, is there any other questions that you have for me? 
I don't think so. I mean, unless Sharon's got something brewing in that head over there, oh. uh, yeah, which is always the case. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I'm sure you've got plans for the future, even more than you're probably letting out of the bag because you don't want to commit yourself to time and, and the coding and maybe your wife. <laughs> Correct. And, and really uh, uh, putting with, a pillow yeah. over your face at night or something. So, but I'll, right. I'll tell you, whenever you've got new updates for the app or something, just reach out on the cell phone number that now you know who I am texting you. And we'd love <laughs> to have you back on here to let people know about your app. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Will do. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for all you're doing to help uh, the anesthesia community out there. This is this is great. You know, even I can, uh, I went and looked at the stuff and actually while you were talking, I texted it to my wife and she sends it back. She goes, oh my God, cool app. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Jeremy's probably, wife is a CRNA. Yeah, she's a CRNA as well. So, oh, is that right? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I've been pleasantly surprised at how, how many people um, have not heard of the app at this point. If I had had a resource like this in school, I would have been blasting it from sea to shining sea. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it even helps seasoned CRNAs as myself. <laughs> well, I'm so so happy to hear that. Uh, well, again, thank you, thank you for all you're doing and and supporting the community. And uh, you're gonna well, close thank us you today? so much for having me. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and want to help us grow, Sharon, what's the best ways they can help us grow? Leave us a review. It's the best way. But in addition, make sure that you tell all your friends and put it on social media and help us grow. Yeah, but on the review, make sure it's positive, positive. right? There's enough negativity in this world, right? Absolutely. That's right. Until next time. It's a wrap. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. 
OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.